Welcome to Inbound Sales Journey. If you want to hone your sales skills and learn from the leaders on inbound selling, you've come to the right place. This episode of Inbound Sales Journey is brought to you by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management platform built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. Learn more at doinbound.com. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan and Greg. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 29 of Inbound Sales Journey. We are still in the beginning phases of season three where we are answering the objections that you guys have submitted, so appreciate you guys sending over those. The one that we're going to be talking about today is how can you be successful without any experience in my industry? The one that we talked about last week was we're a traditional market. Our clients don't shop online. If you guys have heard that, you're trying to figure out how to combat that, go ahead and listen to the previous episode. But today it's all about success in a new industry. And Gray, this is one that I think is very applicable. We heard it a ton as we're trying to figure out what's our niche going to be or we're breaking into maybe a new niche. You start to get this a lot. Hey, have you worked with any other companies that, that kind of do what I do? What's the success been like there? And maybe you have have. And maybe you're going in and you're, you're trying something new here in a new industry. That's what we want to talk about today. We want to tackle today is some of our experiences there and how we overcame that. So Gray, I know for you guys, you know, especially even before I was here, you and Andrew, trying to figure out what's our niche going to be in the very beginning, getting in here. You've probably got this a lot. So curious to hear your thoughts first. And then after that, I'll chime in with some thoughts of my own. Yeah. Great topic here. I'm excited to dive into this one. And I think that, so obviously we're operating under the assumption here that the prospect is correct and you don't have experience in this industry. They've asked you the direct question, have you worked in my industry before? And you've answered it honestly and said no. Now hopefully you didn't just say no and leave it there. But that's kind of the point at where we're going to pick this up here. So, and that, so the only reason I say that to clarify here is that you always have a leg up if you've worked in the industry before and you have good case studies to share there. So this is not a place where you can't still win the deal and can't still be very successful. Everybody, when they're starting an agency, has to start here unless you're coming out of marketing at another, you know, in a specific industry and you go back into that to continue doing marketing, just branching out as an agency. In that case, maybe you have case studies. And there are a lot of agencies who start that way, but also a lot of those agencies wind up working in other verticals as well. And that's a recurring theme of one of our other weekly podcasts, Inbound Agency Journey, has been folks who have kind of discovered their niche or their vertical after working with folks across industries for a while. So I would say the very first step, and I think this is the first step for most objections, in this case, there's going to be a little bit of a twist on it, but acknowledge that this is a legitimate concern. And if you say, that's a great question, this is something that we've heard before, However you phrase that, what you're trying to to communicate to them is that's a valid concern. Thanks for bringing it up. I'm not going to skirt the issue here. And also, this is something that we've overcome before and not had an issue. No, you're starting to set in their mind this is a problem that is very – the solution is achievable in this case. So I'd say acknowledging it's a legitimate concern. And then what you want to do here is you want to answer through stories or analogies to help them understand. And I don't mean stories as in fictitious stories of, well, just imagine what we could do for you. It's a brand new industry. The possibilities are endless. But I mean stories as in case studies, real life examples of what you've done. So I would say my approach to this is, number one, 
I'm going to give you a quick snippet of facts that I'm then going to prove out. So my hypothesis is what I do at Guava Box is I bring a proven system and basically my job is to grab the right information and industry expertise from you and combine that with the ability that I have to create compelling content and campaigns that are going to convert strangers into customers. So I'm going to take people through this conversion funnel of strangers to visitors on your site, visitors to leads, leads into sales opportunities, opportunities into customers and customers into advocates for your business. Hopefully you've walked through some of that. But this is the quick snippet. Here's my job and this is what I specialize in is bringing in a proven system that's going to combine your industry expertise with our ability to market and connect with your audience. And so those two things are going to go hand in hand together. Now that's my quick little snippet, but now I need to back that up. And the way that that I want to back that up is through case studies of basically where I went into a new industry and had success. So I can say, uh, let me tell you the story of XYZ manufacturing. Now, I grew up in the lumber industry and I had I had very limited knowledge of anything that happened in the steel manufacturing and fabrication industry. But what happened was, and you walk through, here's how we overcame that challenge, here's how we got content out of them and, and brought out their expertise and packaged it up in a way that their audience could consume it. And so now the education has become part of the actual product that they have and that is something where there are transactions being made all along the way up to the point where they're becoming customers. These informational exchanges, not necessarily monetary exchanges, but informational exchanges, and we're converting people. So I would say case studies are huge. The other way that you can go with this and maybe tack this on as well would be using analogies. So with analogies, what we're trying to say is, hey, there are other industries where we don't think twice about bringing in people who don't have experience with my specific audience, with accountants. And I would acknowledge up front some of these analogies are limited. You know, an accountant, they're not talking to your end customer. You as a marketer might be talking to the end customer. So there's a difference. And don't try to hide that. But just say, like, I need, I need somebody who can apply their proven system and their expertise to this area of my business, to my finances. And so I'll hire an accountant. And I don't care whether they have experience in my industry. Maybe I care, but, but that's kind of a secondary concern. It's not a primary concern. I think uh, builders is another one you could use, and that's something that we've gone back to a couple times. But I don't necessarily need my builder to have built my style of house before, my exact blueprint. Do they know how to use their tools? If that's the case, like I can trust them to use the system and the tools that they have to execute and help me meet my goals at the end of the day. You could talk about teachers. There's another one, as I was trying to think of examples here, I think a teacher is another one, that you, know, you send your kids to school, and you don't, you don't necessarily know that teacher. That teacher doesn't know your child, the audience, but you're trusting in their ability to implement a proven system for the greater good of your child. So that's where I would go with it is I would start by acknowledging. I would then start with here's my thesis, my quick snippet of exactly what we're trying to do and then illustrate that with case studies and analogies. That's uh, good stuff there, Greg. I usually use the home building analogy since it's my background and I explain it in that way. There's a couple of points I want to add, and I think you gave a pretty thorough answer, but there's a couple things I want to add, and that is, first off the bat, if you guys don't have a niche, if you find yourself coming across this objection a lot, if you get a niche, if you have some case studies, if you have some specific examples, the quicker you do that, the less that you come across this objection. And so that's one reason to consider figuring out what a good niche would be in, in going after a particular market. But the other thing I do, Gray, 
when I sell is I try to bring up the red flags sooner rather than later. So I take a little bit of a simple approach. If I typically I'll, I'll do a lot of what you said, but I will kind of phrase it like this and explain it to people after I've given them an analogy that that we are a partnership. So what that means is I don't need to be, I don't want to be the industry leader, knowledge expert, all right? That's their job in the partnership. Their job is to know a lot about what they do. And obviously they do because they've been in business for a while. And if the person I'm talking to isn't the best resource for that, they hopefully have resources in the company to do that. Our job is to teach them how to communicate what they know to customers in such a way that is understandable to the customer that shows them that they are that industry leader. So it's not imperative that I know how to you know do everything in their industry and that it, that knowledge is on my head. I just have to have a good system in place to extract that and put it in such a way that it makes sense for the consumer. And that's where we kind of talk about the process. And that's how I'll explain it to them though at, at a high level. That's part of your job in that partnership. Now, right, what I'm looking for is if they say, well, we can't, you know, have you talk to all these people, everyone's busy, we're doing stuff. Well, right there, that's a little bit of a red flag to me that if only one person is bought and if only the marketing team is bought in and other people aren't willing to share their ideas, our inbound campaign is not going to be that successful anyways. And I'll explain to them, I understand that, that that's the case, but this is why I need more people to be involved and to be able to sit down for some interviews and gather that information so that we can do this efficiently and effectively and kind of address it that way. That's kind of the approach that I take, Gray, with this is using different analogies, but explaining to them that, that they are the thought leader. I'm not trying to be, but I have the process to, to help them communicate, to take those strangers and get them that information they need and turn those into, into leads for their business. Yeah, absolutely. It really is about emphasizing this is a partnership and I'm bringing a system in that's going to allow us to capitalize on what we're both good at. You don't have to become an expert in marketing and I don't necessarily have to become an expert in your business. Now, obviously, do we both want to grow in both of those areas? Yes. And we're going to work towards that goal. But this is a partnership. And so our goal is to try and maximize the potential based on the unique skills that we have. And so division of labor, specialization, we're just trying to take those principles and capitalize on that for your business. So good stuff, Ryan. Well, hey, let's wrap up here with this week's episode. We appreciate you joining us. Two quick reminders here as we're wrapping up. One is if you would like to know not only the answer that we have for this episode or for this objection here where we're talking about being successful regardless of industry expertise, but also the answers, the questions and answers to the most common objections that we hear when selling inbound services, head over to doinbound.com slash objections ebook and you can grab a handy dandy ebook uh, all put together for you, a downloadable PDF where you can take a lot of these notes with you and have the links to access more detail, but there's also going to be kind of short form summaries in there so that you have this kind of as a cheat sheet when you're walking through the sales process. You can grab that again at doinbound.com slash objections ebook. And with that, we're going to wrap up, but I want to remind you that next week, Ryan and I are going to be back and we're going to be addressing another objection. And we're going to be talking about the ways that this question comes up and how to answer it and basically the objection of what kind of content 
will you be creating for me? People want to know what exactly you're going to be doing when you jump in. What's this content going to look like? So tune in next week when we dive into that objection. Thank you for listening to Inbound Sales Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash salesjourney. That's doinbound, all one word, dot com slash salesjourney. Today's show is sponsored by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management platform built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. Learn more at doinbound.com. If you enjoyed this episode, why don't you head over to iTunes and subscribe? Make sure you leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.